And you are listening to Flying with Famous, the Fresno podcast, where we talk about Fresno. I am Joshua Tiki, and with me as always, Mike C. of the Dorktown Network of Podcasts. Mike. Hey, what's up, Josh? Hello. How are you? I'm fine. I've got a mosquito trying to get me right now, so... Oh, you know, no! If you hear a loud clap at some point, that's just that's me what, that's trying what it to is. kill... Uh, it's, it, it is mosquito season, mosquito so, season. I mean, you know. Yeah, they're not as bad for me in my house this year as they have been in the previous few in, years. In the past years, yes. Like, well, I feel like last year was a really but not, terrible not year or the yeah. year before. year before was Whenever it was bad. that people were hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Two, yeah, two years ago, two, years two ago, summers ago, whatever it was. It was. Bad. I think, not the missing year, but yeah, the right. uh, year before that. Uh, it was I had really to, bad. I had to have a mosquito net and then patio uh, just to maybe not so it. much last year, I guess. Yeah, but. last year was not good, but it was it was better, so it felt <laughs> better. Yeah, but yeah, that one year was like horrible. Uh, yeah, like, they were just, everywhere. They were those stupid little. They were like uh, it felt like anyway. I, I don't know if this is true, but it felt like there was a whole new breed yeah. of mosquitoes that just showed up. That were these little tiny little guys who uh chilled out really low to mm-hmm. the ground yes and like would just get your legs get your ankles get inside your shoes or whatever people hated them yeah. um it wasn't well, like was the that, big crazy that ones that fly google, you know the thing google did a few years ago where they released a ton of them to uh yeah. a ton of to, sterile ones to yeah, sterile like, ones stamp right. everything down and i don't know that that worked they said it worked but i don't know it never worked haven't you seen <laughs> any movie ever yeah right <laughs> Any science fiction movie ever? What's the one? Mimic. Didn't they try that in Mimic? Uh, it didn't work. I don't think I saw it never that. works. <laughs> it never works. Um, Google, right, Google so, likes to proclaim that they everything yes, works. Yes. Well, we did it, and you know, maybe it did. Mm. I, I don't know. What were they? What were they? Were the? Was it West Nile that uh, they were trying to kill, or just in think, general? Just, I think it was like I maybe, but I think it was more of a. Like we developed this this way to to neutralize, and you know Fresno is an experimental city. We'll try it here, and right, we'll like, do yeah, anything. Fresno will do anything. Yeah, we're, <laughs> once. We're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> First time, build all the Amazon warehouses you want. We don't care. <laughs> right, we're like, oh, you have some weird thing that no one's ever done before. Let's yeah, try it out here. Good. Why not? Remember when we were all crazy about Google Fiber? We're yeah, trying to, trying that to never happened. Compete huh? for that? Not, no. Didn't we do? Wasn't there like a video? There was like a whole. Yeah. It was oh, like yeah. a huge thing. Was that, that was, was back that when the, the one... internet had some real power? Yeah. Social media had real power back those days. <laughs> yeah. The blogosphere. Yeah. Oh boy. Everything wasn't all spread out like it is now. Oh boy, we could mobilize for sure back in the day. I'll tell you what. All right. Well, so it's July. it is July, and we're dealing with the heat. Everything's cool. Yeah, uh, we're supposed to have a super bad uh, heat wave coming next week, but is it coming? Uh, what what kind of heat wave? That's the buzz. It. That's the weather weatherman buzz, like a hundred and fifteen kind of heat. Oh man! Well, I feel like we're gonna um, get that thing that Portland got. Uh, oh, okay. They're doing one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
I still remember the year when uh, we had a full month, an entire August of 100 plus weather. So yeah. as long as it's not that, I'm I'm kind of okay. Yeah, you this know? Week we have is a couple of days that are going to be into that 90, high, high 99, level. 90, yeah. I think we've all learned you just don't go outside for a couple of days. <laughs> Do all your stuff in the morning. Or, and, uh, you know, the other thing is, if you want, I that. like to do this because it's uh, kind of fun. I actually will go out mm-hmm. on those super hot days because mm-hmm. no one else is yes. out. And it's just the craziest. It's the kind of coolest thing because just no, there's no one else on the road. Right. There's no one else out. The only other, but you have to be careful because the only other people out are people who are looking to cause some trouble <laughs> or just or. Or people who have no place to go, yeah, and that that, that can also be kind of depressing. Yeah, that as that well, is, so. I do do that sometimes um, where it's like but, super hot, and I, if I've got errands, I'll do it then because I can sure. just walk right in and walk right out. Right, 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 for sure. It's uh, kind of like we, when it rains way, here, learned, we don't go out. We kind of learned to to figure that all out and survive it. So um, as long as we can keep from having the the rolling blackouts. Um, have you had your power go out yet this year? No, not no. Okay. not in that way. I've had it go out because of a a, a, a shootout slash car chase. Slash oh, that's right. I took yeah, a pull yeah, out. we talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not in a but, not in any too hot uh, shutdown. Like, are they even doing that anymore? I mean, well, they well, it feels like they keep blackouts. saying that that's a possibility of blah blah blah. And I do feel like a, during one of the heat waves. People were saying their power was shut off. Now, why that? You know, that could have just been like normal. I feel that's stuff probably that happens, more you know? more now confined to places that are fire, uh, wildfire prone right. places where they got to right. shut it down just so they don't cause a PG&E doesn't cause another fire. Doesn't cause another huge thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of wildfires, oh, we're yeah. we're we're back in the season already. Um, it's kind of crazy. We've had the first, we had our, fire. we had our first, the first sort of big scare, I feel like since the Creek fire, um, yeah, there's a Shaver and it, one and it's this, it was the blue fire. I mean, so there's been a bunch, you know, if, if you kind of follow, um, Cal fire or any, you know, there, there are, I, I think there's just fires kind of that pop up all the time. And usually they're really good about keeping them to, you know, not that many acres and and really. um, So a lot of times, you know, they'll pop up and disappear kind of before people even notice, especially if they're in places that um, are kind of remote. Um, But there were a few in the South Valley in Tulare County. Um, I think there were like three that were kind of uh high enough to be listed like on cal fires incident thing Uh and then there was the blue fire which was up near shaver and that was the one that a lot of people were worried about uh that just happened this week and i think it's probably i didn't look today but i think it might be they might have it completely contained um because it was like at 85 percent containment on uh yesterday um and so they they may have gotten it all all the way under control and they were trying to do that really quick and i think partly because you know they wanted to make sure that shaver was was good and no one was gonna 
um, freak out and Shaver had all of its all of its stuff happening uh, last night up there. So um, on the third, so you know, but uh, we went. I went up there. Yeah, it looks like it's still eighty five percent contained, but they haven't updated the thing in a couple days. So, um, but, uh, yeah, so that was, that was kind of crazy. I went up to Shaver and I talked to some people up there and it was like one of those things where, you know, the fire was still kind of far away. Um, but you know, fire is fire being what it is far away. Doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so, uh, they weren't all that worried, but at the same time they remembered, you know, if you remember the Creek fire, it, it, it was like, no, it's, it's the Creek fire is way, you know, it's not anywhere where it's going to be a problem. And then suddenly it was, yeah. uh, and then suddenly, you know, and even if it wasn't for you, let's say you lived in a, in a place where it wasn't, you weren't in jeopardy, then suddenly the wind changed and then it roars back through the other way, you know? Right. Um, and so people were kind of, kind of freaked out, you know, uh, and rightfully so. Um, but I think, you know, fingers crossed they got that one out and, you know, hopefully the other thing is at least up there, you know, there's not all that much left to burn in terms of, uh, uh, places where, where people are, I think, you know, so anything where there could be people or, or whatever threatened, it's been it's been pretty pretty well pretty well cleared out by the by the creek fire so um, but it's definitely you know definitely a, a scary thing to have to you know can you imagine just getting back from it and like finally <laughs> you're year. living in shaver yeah. your business is finally back open people are starting to come up again you're super excited and then they're like fire another big fire <laughs> another fire evacuations evacuations. It's just, it's just sadly, it's if, just going to be um, California. I even, I think Oregon's probably going to be really bad this year too. But yeah, uh, it's just going to be the way of life now until the global right. warming. That, that's what I'm thinking. It's just this is it for now, you know. And if you live anywhere near, well, so I guess that happens until it just burns it all out, and then we have we'll have a grace period mm-hmm. where everything will grow back. Yeah. Um, but uh, until then, yeah, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be real crazy for a while. Um, and yet, even even uh, even in Fresno, there was just the big on uh, Saturday. There was a big fire out near yeah. uh, Woodward Park. And that was the second one in that area too. The past couple of weeks, I think. Yes, there was another I think one. It, down yeah, there, there was. Right? There had been another one. Like uh, I don't know, whatever. Last week, yeah. Um, and uh, just on the gr- dry brush out there, um, and uh, it seemed seemed pretty. You know, uh, the other thing about fires is it's always hard to tell, like how like uh, concerned you should be, like mm-hmm. when you're seeing it, because there's big plume of smoke, you know, that you can see across town, right? And so uh, it's like, oh man, that must be bad. But it's hard, like a lot of times, to to know. Like, okay, is that really bad and are we really in danger or is it just sort of like, you know, is it just a lot of smoke and, yeah. you know, there's fire, but it's, it's in a, in a place that's not going to cause any real, um, damage or whatever, you know, um, 
but this one, I think it was pushing right up against Friant Road, um, and they were kind of afraid uh, that it was going to, you know, once it got to that road, who knows what was going to happen. So they were really working hard to, to keep that to keep that uh, happening. Yeah, it's so. crazy to think you don't think about it and, and touching when you live in the city. You're like, oh, I live in the city. That's something I have to think about necessarily. Right, but then, right. But yeah, it's it really funny. I had never really... So that one yesterday was kind of like this, you know, but um, when uh, the Santa Rosa fire back in yeah. whatever 2018 or whatever i had friends who were living up there and uh yeah man afterwards we drove and there were just whole neighborhoods like like normal neighborhoods not like in the suburb type neighborhoods yeah like suburb type neighborhoods not like neighborhoods necessarily in that you would be like oh that's in the wilderness or whatever uh -huh. um that were just gone you know and so that was really shocking to me because it was like oh man um, and you know, I mean, this is exactly the same way. If that fire there at um, at Wilbur Park, you know, if it had jumped across Friant or whatever, mm -hmm. it could have easily started burning into, you know, those houses across or the the street lights. there, or into the you know the shopping center, or or whatever else. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely. It's scary. Interesting. Just, interesting uh, times. Just keep say. it away from the amphitheater because we've got shows there coming. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, we do. A show. Some good one. Yeah. We have the um, oh, Flogging Molly and Violent Femmes uh, with uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and someone else that just got announced there, which is a bit, I mean, that to me feels like a really big get for Fresno. The, the Violet Femmes, especially. I mean, <clears throat> Flogging Molly's played here many several times. And they always sell out, and it's always like a crazy, you know. They played at Tioga, whatever, two or three years ago. Um, which was a really cool show. Um, and really, like, made me go, yeah, Tioga's a place that can do these things. Um, uh, so, uh, but, so they've been here a few times. But, I, you know, if... If the Violent Femmes have played here, I mean, I can't. I'm yeah, not that sure. Was, that's what I was trying to think of. Is, was. Uh, uh, I don't remember the Violent Femmes ever coming to Fresno. Uh, I mean, they they may have, like, when they very first started out. Yeah. It's possible that they came and played some whatever venue. Um, and I only say that because it seems like a, there are a lot of bands that, you know. Yeah. But maybe even not because they're like a like big. But they're from Ohio or something, Illinois or Ohio or yeah, something. They're a Midwest band, Midwest yeah. band. So, um, and maybe not. But, it might be their first time coming here. I feel I, like. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, from what I know, and maybe listeners know know better. There might be someone who you know was more in the singing, you know, in the like, you know, nineties, early nineties which is when I would think they maybe had stopped through if they did. But since they've become like sort of the violent, you know, like the, the giant plastic yeah. ball band or whatever, you know, <laughs> like the crazy shit they do. Um, they definitely haven't, haven't come through. So, or not that I can remember. And it seemed they, that seems like a band that if they had come through at some point, I would remember. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're doing this co-headlining tour with Flogging Mall, and they're coming to the amphitheater. And I think it's you know I think it's going to be really cool. So 
Um, tickets are on sale. I don't, I don't know how. I don't think it sold out. Hopefully it not. I haven't like bought, it I'm glad I'm going. Shows, I haven't but, been able to buy tickets yet, but because it's like it's sixty bucks for GA, and then like a hundred and ten bucks for. Uh, I guess it's seating. It's, it doesn't say seating. It says something else. VIP is it VIP, VIP something yeah. or what? This is VIP, which I assume is you get seats up front. But uh, I don't. I guess the GA works similar to Shoreline, maybe, where you just pick sit down where you can sit down. Yeah. So the way that I, when I have been there before, yeah. So on this, it says there's lawn. Oh, this is, hold on, that's for Vino Robles. Let's see if I can find it in Woodward Park. Uh, but, 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 yeah, the way I've been there before, it's so, it is sort of just like, um, uh, they have the, uh, it open in front of the stage. Uh-huh. So, like, just, like, well, standing room put, only in front of the put, stage. Like, and then all the seats are just sort of, yeah, like, first, first come, yeah. like, whatever. And it's um, like a cement, it's like cement sort of cement block sort of seating. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can just kind of sit wherever. Um, but I mean, the cool thing about it is like, there's not really, it's so like in, like, in, like tight in kind of that, like, there's not really any bad seats once you're in there. Right. There might be some that have like posts or something, but, uh, okay. So let's see what this says. Yeah, so it just says GA for sixty bucks, and then VIP is the Flogging Molly Tour package. VIP is general admission ticket, but you get in early, and you get a bunch of other stuff. So, oh, okay, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. So. Well. But you get in. You get in early. Whatever well, early means. So you can get not sell out before you get paid in front of the. I gotta wait for my next paycheck. So, everyone, nobody listen to this. Don't buy tickets until Friday, right? Because I, <laughs> I don't want to be going and scalping GA tickets. Getting right. Uh, you have you ever used that one of those tickets? Like you know, after market second secondary market ticket. Sites? No, and I and quite frankly, I hate them. Oh, I think they're terrible. I, I mean, I really think they're terrible because so well, so no, let me step back. I <laughs> think there's some legit ones. So I think like maybe StubHub yeah. is okay. And, um, oh, there's another one. There's like two or three that are like kind of legitimate, legitimate, like third party ticket sale sellers, uh, that, you know, I think are legitimately run in the way that they say, which is like, you, Mike, have a ticket that you need to get rid of. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but you can't, you know, you don't know anyone who might want to go yeah. or you can't be, so you could put it up there and someone else who needs one can find, you know, like that, yeah. cause that's how it's supposed to I, work. I actually did that, ironically enough, I did that with Violent Finn, uh tickets in San Francisco. Oh yeah, we got tickets to see him in San Francisco, but then we couldn't uh-huh. go, and so I had to resell them. And I think it was StubHub I used, and it it worked pretty well. I got yeah, I actually got back, uh, my money back. It, it sold for more than that I bought it for, but 
the, with all the fees and stuff, I right, ended up yeah. just sort of, it was just ended up being a wash for me. So it does work. So, so I think there are some legit ones, but what the thing that I hate is there's a whole bunch of, uh, other ones that are just buying tickets and selling them. And, and so like, if you just look right now, I look flogging Molly plus violent fans present. Okay. Here are the, the results that are coming up. And the first few are just ads, but one, uh, event tickets, events, event ticket centers.com ticket sale tickets on sales.com then ticketweb.com so that's the actual one um ticketcity.com jambase.com viagogo.com <laughs> so that's it's like too many. A, event ticket i mean so there's just all of these things that pop up and then there's there's also like if you do like a search for save art center for example and i haven't done this recently but and you, you're looking for Save Mart Center tickets, right? So if mm. you go, you Google Save Mart Center tickets.com. There's like eight or nine different websites that are going to pop up before the actual Save Mart Center site. And they're going to be something like Save Mart Center tickets.com, tickets at Save Mart Center.com, like whatever, something that looks really close to the actual thing. Yeah. And they'll be selling you tickets for like, you know, you'll go there. And I know this because I've had calls at work from people who are like, Hey, in your story, you said tickets were this much, and I'm looking at the website right now, and they're, you know, the cheapest one is four hundred dollars, <laughs> and I have to be like, okay, well, uh, what website what are you looking, looking at? at? Because if you're going to Ticketmaster.com, which is usually the normal, like yeah. whatever, they're not going to be that much. Like I guarantee you, you know, mm -hmm. except for then Ticketmaster also has a thing now <laughs> where they have their like third party resale, whatever uh inside yeah. the their own platform or whatever so it's just fucking it's ridiculous <laughs> you know i mean it's, it's just a mess it's just it's stupid you gotta so, get, you gotta you know, get I, do I it yourself i don't on the like day those of. third party things because i think yeah. they cause too much hassle because they just confuse people as to where the fuck they need to go to buy tickets mm. um and so it's like if you want to buy and and the tower theater back in the day was having a problem where um they had the same thing. If you if it, if you wanted tickets at Tower Theater, there were like up like four like TowerTheaterTickets.com or whatever. There were just these companies like whatever, and people were paying like for you know shows at Tower Theater, which normally would be like sixty bucks max ticket. People were paying like one hundred and twenty bucks, you know, yeah. um, because that's what they thought tickets were costing because they weren't go you know they, they weren't, weren't able to, to the find the correct yeah. the correct space. And so what happens is. You know, these companies will buy the tickets from the 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 actual ticket vendor, you know, Ticketmaster, whoever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then they'll just, they'll resell them at this crazy markup. So, anyway, that was well, my rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. Oh, you mentioned Tower Theater. Yes. Don't we have, I believe, there was a question about whether Rogue Festival is affected oh, by yeah, this. Yeah. And yeah, so last time... Uh, when we were um when we were on here um here being the podcast um yeah we had we had put out a question we were talking about the tower theater and i think that we had mentioned that um real pride and fresno filmworks were were done um, and so we were like oh i wonder what's gonna happen with rogue and so the rogue festival actually got back to us on twitter 
with a thread. Should I just read the thread? Sure, sure. You want me to just read the thread? I can do that. Okay. Uh, so it says, oh, hey, y'all, we've been busy trying to hashtag save tower. So sorry in the delay in the response. In the short term, we won't be booking the Tower Theater for our teaser show for sure. The long term is where it hits us. If the bars and restaurants that work that we work with find it harder to transfer licenses or new bars have a hard time opening because of license, license issues, this will reduce the number of venues we have to work with, particularly for our music acts. Three. Uh, as for places we don't use, if there are fewer bars and restaurants for people to enjoy in the tower, there are less amenities to help attract audiences, which could depress our numbers. Also, more bars and restaurants mean that people stay longer in the tower when they come to Rogue, which translates to them seeing more shows while they are in the tower district. So fewer reasons to stay means fewer tickets to shows, which hurts the artists. And that doesn't and that doesn't just go for us, but for the galleries and small other small theaters. Comedy nights and events in the Tower District. So you can see uh, who the business is. The business insecurity of bars and restaurants makes it pretty insecure for the arts as well. Finally, as people who patronize bars in the area regularly, if you remember what it was like when Audie's, Stones, Landmarks, and a few other regular bars were closed at the, at the same time, the remaining bars were overcrowded and full of angry drinkers. Mm -hmm. It was kind of dangerous. So yeah, a rogue with fewer bars in the center of tower is a rogue that is a lot harder to manage and a lot less successful for both artists and audiences. It really rather sucks, but the rogue abides. So that kind of spells it out, I think. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I mean, it does make sense. And I do remember when, you know, Stones and Audis and the landmark or what, when they were all closed for that little bit. Yeah. Um, and I never really, I don't go hang out at bars all that much, but I do remember, you know, um, that people saying like, man, like that a lot, that there were people that didn't want to go out because they were just like, yeah, there's just too many people out at the places, you know, that were left. So, um, but yeah. And, Hopefully. you know, the Tower Theater uh, is still, um, it's still doing whatever it's doing. I mean, I don't really know. Last I heard, the city was sort of making its moves. And I don't know if we talked about this last month or not, but the uh, city was making its moves to kind of get in and, and, and get an appraising done of the, the place. Um, yeah, we talked about that kind of not being able to do that but um the they're still you know tower theaters booking shows you know um What's i haven't show looked at coming the, up? the calendar mm -hmm. in a little bit here um but i know that they i i'm on their email list and so i got the other yeah so they have some comedy nights coming up um they have a roy orbison tribute mm-hmm you know, a Steely Dan thing, mm -hmm. uh, more comedy, uh, Fab Four tribute. This is all through, like, November. So, I mean, they have stuff coming up. Now, you know, it'll be, it would be interesting to me to see how those shows are, how those shows do, because I feel like the, uh, a large audience of people who would go to those shows uh, typically, normally would go to those shows. Yeah. Maybe won't be going to those shows uh, 
because of this whole pending sale thing, that's what I would think just on flirt first blush would be like the people who would normally go see, you know, this, this cash and only rockabilly tribute. Uh, some of those people, and, and I don't know if it's a majority or not, you know, are probably going to be like, mm, no, I, I'm not going to support this. Yeah. So, yeah. And especially maybe more so for even like the, com- the comedy, some of the comedy stuff and, and whatever. So, um, so that'd be interesting. I mean, I would wonder if, you know, it would be crazy if you book a show there and you, you know, a comedian, you show up and no one shows up or less people showed up than the last time you were there. And then you have to have that explained to you, you know? Yeah, right. So, Well, I think that's a good time to take a little music break and uh, have a little end break. of the episode. Uh, so let's just play the song and we can talk about it. Locked up and say Rubber band roll, power than play. First cash flow. Motherfuck the banks, box envelopes, all in a day. Boss in an era, dictionary stacking at the nera. Money, three piece, no grease from the feta. Whirlpool and flipping at the nera. Money, the waste dreams on the wicked is an era. The woke don't sleep on that dinera. Money, dirty money, clean hands in the air. Dirty money, clean hands in the air. Dirty money, clean hands in the air. Money, dirty money, clean hands in the air. Money, dirty money, clean hands in the air. Money. Cutting up the bread and bag it like my name was Stofus. Record the compass, put on the family belly, Cosa Nostra. But they get ready like yelling, holy moly. Roll up the whole enchilada a la carte. Another way to order what your boy accomplished. Modern day rock is causing a ruckus with the lingo. Why every time I pay cash, I bruise your ego. I pick the pockets of zero and feed the mouths of the feeble. Bitch, the only thing you got in the tuck is inside your speedo. I hit the club with a grito, all bakers can weigh a kilo. You stunting on the gram with the money you won at Plinko. Capo, maybe not El Chapo, but I hold my own. Have to convince the public of your value, then you pour it home. And home is where the heart barely gets a chance to pit a pat. Street scheme the cream and the simp sip the Similac. If and that, see what had happened was in stutter, stutter, hand to hand, you pay the tax or else the business suffers. Bake. Locked up in safes, rubber band roll, motherfuck the banks, box envelope. Of a boss in an era, dictionary stacking at the nera. Money, three piece, no grease from the feta. Whirlpool and flipping at the nera. Money, the waste dreams on the wicked is an era. The woke don't sleep on that dinera. Money, dirty money, clean hands in the air. 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 Dirty money, clean hands in the air.
right. So that was oh, a guy, a uh, local rapper who's been around for a little bit now. He is called Baker, and that's B-K-R is how he, how he uh, puts spells it out. And he has a new album out with uh, that has, was produced by K-Pizzle, uh, who those in the scene probably remember. He uh, he produced was producing quite a lot back in the like late. 2000 so he did like chuck dimes you remember chuck dimes yeah uh and uh the general populace and some other like rappers around that time he was doing a lot of stuff uh back then and uh the two of them collaborated on this uh new album so baker and k pizzle um and the album's called dirty money clean hands i think that's what it's called um i just don't have it right in front of me but and uh, it's super good. It's super good. I got a, a, a sneak peek, uh, and it's it is the to me. It sounds like Fresno hip hop. When I think about Fresno hip hop, this is what I. To me, this is the what I. Uh, yeah. In like here, you know, this is this is Fresno hip hop to me. Now, uh, I may be in the minority here i don't know but the, it really sounds like what i associate with hip-hop in fresno especially like the kind of like i don't know quote unquote like more more indie mm-hmm. indie hip-hop or something but anyway um, good, uh, and that album hip-hop. is on all streaming platforms now so you can search i think it's bkr raps should be a link in the show notes hopefully yeah so Hopefully it's really good, and uh, yeah, he's been doing a lot lately, um, and has some really, you know, has probably within the last couple of years, two or three years, has put out, you know, a bunch, a bunch of singles, and has been around. You've probably seen him. Um, I think I could be wrong, but I think he works at Spokeasy, or he did for a while. Oh, okay. Dude with a beard. Oh. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, so yeah. There it is on our music break. Um, drive throughs That's been uh, talked about a lot from Bethany's um, article about drive-throughs and Fresno's drive-through right. problem. Do and this is because we, we talked about this. Last, I see. I never remember what we talked about from we month to month. So talked about um, drive-through. But uh, Fansler, this was uh, oh. all brought oh, on yeah. because Fansler got pissed at uh, Chick Fil A. Right. Uh, because their drive-through was encroaching on his uh, yeah. it goes his property, it's, yeah it it spills all the way around to the back of uh, Westwoods yeah and uh, and and that, I think that's a new way hard. they're doing that I think they were used to be doing it through the parking lot and I think maybe they start doing it back there but it's still bad and then you've got in and out there on the other side just as bad right. almost. And yeah. uh, it's just sort of, and it's just, I never go not, there. It's, not it's big interesting though. And so this is the, the thing that I think that uh, Bethany was trying to, to pull out. She did a series of stories. Um, you know, there are some places that just for whatever stupid reason, and, and I don't know if it's because they're pop, like the places are uber popular and more popular than normal. And so therefore like whatever, or if it's just like they, they have not figured out how to do, how to properly build their drive-thrus or whatever mm-hmm. but you know in and out any of the in and outs they they their drive-thrus suck right right like they're always crazy dutch brothers same way any like no matter where they're at and that's not even in freaking 
Fresno. Like I was in Dutch Brothers, uh, someplace Santa Rosa. Uh, yeah, I was gonna some, say you're probably Santa Rosa. I've been Dutch to Brothers, Dutch Brothers, and I knew it was a Dutch Brothers before problem. I even saw what it was because there was a. T- uh, I knew I saw it was a coffee place, and there was a line of cars <laughs> like stacked around the block, and I was like, "Huh, they must have a Dutch Brothers here," and then they did. <laughs> yep. And so, um, yeah, and Chick Fil A. Um, I don't know. Are there uh, are there other? Those are the ones that I can yeah. think of. Are there others that you? Could, I mean, so here's the truth. I try not to get through drive-throughs all that often. Um, are there others that you can think of that have bad drive-throughs? Did you read the story? Star- so we had, just the any star, we pretty story, much any Starbucks um, where we asked readers what was yeah. the worst drive-through. They it was, um, but I. It was Apologize. all it was all uh, in and out and uh, Bethany, Chick- but it was Chick Fil A and it was Chick Fil A and In and Out and uh, right okay um yeah I mean all my all the Starbucks are are bad to, I don't think they're I don't I think they're maybe set up a little bit better than uh-huh. uh, Starbucks sets them up you know a little who bit does better, a good but... drive through and you may hate them McDonald's. <laughs> Yep. McDonald's does a fucking do great drive through. They do that double thing, which they which always like scares me. Is like, how is this going to get right? Where 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 there's dueling orders, that, and then you end up in the same line. And I was like, they're going to mess this up. There's no way. But I've never. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's. I've gotten a messed up like somebody else's order. I don't think right. so. No, you have it because know McDonald's knows <laughs> to figure out drive through. Yeah, like if I just feel like there's some there's some. So some places, you know, it's just, this is one that is, uh, I'm surprised, but I think it's just because the place isn't as busy, but, uh, Foster's, uh, yeah. on, right there on Palm and, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's my jam. Palm and Bullard. What is, Bullard or whatever. That has the stupidest drive through because <laughs> it's not even like an actual drive through. It's some, yeah. it's just like. It probably that wasn't, really it probably like wasn't built and they just There's put not it in even the like a lane for it. There's, it's no. not even. It's not marked. You don't even like. It, you wouldn't even know it was there <laughs> if you weren't really like paying attention. Yeah. Um, it's probably yeah. I don't think it's been updated for twenty years or something. No, but, uh, no, it's not. It's it it like works out old, because like, whatever. it's not. There's super no like busy. curbs or anything to kind of guide you. It's just like you just yeah. pull up next just to the thing. Just roll with it, man. Um, yeah, yeah if that would be a problem if Foster Freeze was really like. Matter, but. Yeah, if um, Foster Freeze was hugely popular, that one would be a problem. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, uh, it would be terrible. And it, and it is because it also is like the way that it like goes around the back of it. Yeah, yeah. it would be bad news. Um, um, the I we probably shouldn't even have them in Fresno. It's like it should be one of those things where they're banned or something because of our right um, air. But... No, they're stupid. They're stupid. And it's well. And what's interesting is you know it's not just restaurants or whatever because. All of the stupid uh, uh, pharmacies, or most of them now, have those drive-throughs right. that are attached, yeah, you yeah. know, or any of the ones that like are wanting to build because that was one of the big deals, I think. With the they wanted, you know, they want to re- they wanted to rebuild that CVS or whatever downtown yeah. on uh, Tuolumne. Oh yeah, um, and that was one of the the things was that um, they were like, yeah, we want to have it on the corner so we can have our drive-through. Because, you know, they want to have a drive-thru. So it's like everyone wants to do a drive-thru, which I guess, I don't know. It definitely is not. I'm not I'm not a fan of the drive-thru, although I will say, you know, it, it does serve its purpose. 
sometimes, <laughs> right. you know, and I would say, if, especially if you're getting something like, um, that it, you want quick, yeah. um, it could be nice, but you know, if it's I'm like, going to in and out, I'm definitely, I'm well, I was going to say, I'm going to park, I would park and walk in, although several times when I, it's hard to, tried to yeah, do that, sometimes it's that hard to also park. becomes an issue because yeah, the stupid drive through blocks the parking. Yeah. So it's like, I would park and walk in if I could, but I can't, you know? Yep. So it just makes it so, so difficult. It's almost like um, we need a... And I wonder if this is a unique thing for Fresno, uh, if it is a unique thing for uh, places like Fresno. And by that, I mean cities that developed similarly to Fresno. Because yeah. I kind of... I. I kind of think that um, it probably is a big problem for any city that um, like that sprawled like Fresno did. So like essentially any place on the 99 probably has because, you know, you drive the 99 and, you know, Modesto looks just like Merced, right. looks just like Stockton, looks just like Fresno, looks just That's like, you know, Larry. so I bet they all have that similar problem with these stupid I I would think any, pretty much most cities have the same thing. Like, well, some cities I think uh, ban drive-throughs, you know, or hmm. like severely limit. Yeah, I think if uh, well, I think it's a little easier if you're a suburb city. Like, I'm sure some Sa Sacramento has like 20 suburbs. I'm sure right, some right, little. Right. I'm sure yeah, Rancho yeah. Cordova can go like we don't have drive-throughs, and that's not that big right. an issue because there's drive-throughs all out throughout the city. Right. And, <laughs> all across, yeah, in every. And other, I yeah. think Marin, Marin, so is like, yeah, pretty, Marin like, does that kind of stuff too, but it's like, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. It's like it's a little easier when you're just a confined area. You can go like, whoa, no more drive-throughs. I mean, like everyone's like, all right, I'll just go over the next town over and go through my drive-through then. Right. Right. It's, uh, I don't know. Do, how, do you feel like it makes, uh, do you feel like it's a net positive or net negative on the, uh, sense of place or like the, 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 the good living scale, you know, like mm. the things that make you want to live in a city, let's say Fresno, uh, good drive throughs ample drive throughs net positive, <laughs> net Ooh, negative. That's a good question. I guess I would feel better, more progressive if it was drive-thrus or banned. I'd be like, yeah, we're progressive. But then the convenience level would be less. So, yeah. Uh, it's funny because I feel like, so I would rather we not have drive-thrus. But I would rather, but not just like I like if tomorrow they just banned all drive-thrus in Fresno. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would suck. Because Fresno is is isn't designed to not have right. drive throughs. So does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like I would rather have I would rather that we from the beginning had uh, planning that that made it so that we didn't that people didn't think that they needed drive throughs everywhere. Um, but we don't. So in some ways, it's like we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot because it's like you know drive like. They, they yeah, just we can't go back now. They, they make right, and they also they just make sense here. They make sense because you know we all, we have all these stupid strip malls, and we have all these like you know, um, and everything is you know 
nothing is walkable and nothing is really mm-hmm. uh, friendly. So if you're gonna if you're gonna have you know that we're built, kind of we're setup, well then it just makes sense cars. that we're gonna have all these um, all these uh, drive-throughs to go with them. Now, should we have less drive-throughs? Probably, knowing how our air is and how everything else is like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have as many, you know, maybe, you know, not every business should be able to have a drive-through or, or yeah. make its plan with a drive-through. Um, well, hopefully this uh, measure P and I don't stuff. know if that's actually, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is a process that you have to go through and not every, every place that wants a drive-through gets one, but hopefully this measure P money will start, We'll start uh, building out more bike lanes and protected mm-hmm. bike lanes and more walkable and just putting money towards all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Uh, well, and if we do see, I mean, they are building, uh, you know, they are building like infill, you know, along the night, along the Blackstone corridor and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. But they, they, they definitely, they, uh, yeah. Having a drive-through like that kind of does limit what your what that area of of town can be used for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's like the, there's it's a, like are you what are you gonna put? You should just put like a uh, that find a you know parking lot is pretty much all you can have yeah. next to a place like Chick Fil A and. Yeah, they, uh, they need to find a, a space that there's on West Show. I think it's the old Super Walmart or something that's a that's empty. It's like this mm-hmm. huge. I want to say it's like it's like Sean Marty or something. Not Marty, mm-hmm. but something out there, there. But out there, yeah. And <laughs> just just have these uh, big open spaces that are just made for drive-throughs. So. Uh, you know they have so they're not having to infringe on any other places. Right. <laughs> it's just right. it's like, well, this is going to be a Chick Fil A or in and out. It's going to have a huge. We do drive. like a food truck thing. But yes, just it's all a food truck thing, but I drive through. Just go to one big empty lot. Turn turn a uh, like, fairground this is where parking you have lot your Chick Fil A, your In and Out, your Dutch Brothers, your just, or just like open up else. more In and Outs. We need more in and out so we can take pressure off the existing in and outs. I mean that 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 is probably true. That's probably a little true. Madeira needs uh, an in and out. Uh, the nobody ever talks about the in and out at uh, Jensen. How's that? Jensen no, no, there? no one, no one. You are correct. No one ever does. Until <laughs> right now, I was. Uh, convinced, I, I was like, "Where is he going to say?" I have no idea where there's another in the Oh, that's so. a, that's an ugly off ramp. Like, I've this is an old argument for me. I haven't talked about in a while, but just like the 99 corridor mm-hmm. is just there's so much to do because oh yeah, how shitty it is. It's yeah. just uh, you know that's where people from L.A being somebody that lived in LA for five years, that's their number one, the uh, number one ish or how they know Fresno is on what's off of 99 and what's right. off of 41 and, and 41 is fine, but uh, a little, yeah, the 41, once you get on the 41, it's, it's a little, yeah, that's a little more, more reflective, but that's a, but the the 99 is, that's is also a terrible. pretty small section of 41 that runs through Fresno. Yeah. You know, because you're not really on, I mean, it's really what, like, 
not that many miles before you're either, you know, if you're coming south, yeah. before you're either like turning off to go out toward, uh, you know, west, or if you're coming the other way that you're you're up into Madeira, right? You know, so and you get a chance to see all of but our just, biggest. I don't, I don't like, know how to fix it because you it, it would take a lot of money and a, a lot of Caltrans slash Fresno County help but uh and probably state help but just having like you know like jensen jensen is just just got is just an awful mess and then shaw and and 99 is a mess and herden, oh, herden is in 99 is, yeah. is, a, is a right now is it is ugly as shit because of the cat the <laughs> high speed rail herden uh-huh, 99 uh-huh. it just looks like freaking wasteland i mean it, it's pretty desolate out there anyway because of the the yeah, because of the high-speed rail, but also just the train tracks and everything else yeah. out there. I mean, it is just kind of like, it's pretty desolate. And these uh, are major entry points for people coming off of 99, right. and then they look at this fucking the 40-year-old disaster of a off-ramp. and everything Well, if we you, if we could ever get our aquarium going, or maybe we could get that... that <laughs> yeah. uh, that, uh, I've got that water know, tank there. The amusement park. Somebody needs. Somebody needs to. I'm. I'm Not looking like at you, Fresno B. Somebody needs to do a full-on investigation of what the hell's going on with the aquarium <laughs> because they've been. They've been. They're, they're still. <laughs> I think going on. actively. I mean, I think but I still point. think they're actively like uh, getting funds, and they. I did talk to somebody about it once. This was. A few years ago and they're like saying like they're going with the model of they're waiting till they have all the money that they need and then they're going right, to do before it or they can yeah so they're not going to like get big old loans and they're like basically don't want to get credit out to do this they want to have all the cash on hand and i was right. like okay yeah, that that seems kind of smart but like, I think they have the land for it, though. Yeah, yeah they, they've um, got a water tank on there. Like they, I yeah, guess so I mean, I, I do think that like there's they, there is some... Probably, but that is one of those things that like, yes, that water tank. Every, that's that one of those years ago. like so Fresno things that people <laughs> want to know. It's like, what the hell? Because every time people come in, they, they see that and they're like, home, future home, future home of the aquarium 30 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, at least. Well, I'm years, just saying, so like, what's like, where's this money? I know there was school. money. I've been in high school in years, so yeah, I know there's money. There, like, what? Who's holding on to this money? This is where I'm asking the. Well, involved. I think it's the nonprofit or whatever. I think yeah. there's. I don't know if it's a nonprofit actually, but there is like a uh, an entity that is the Fresno Aquarium. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah. And I have another old gripe, Josh, that I'm going to throw Okay, in I'm ready. I love it. These are my favorite. This is my favorite parts of, uh, of this <laughs> This podcast. is the old gripe segment of Flowing Old Open. gripe. Bringing them back because we don't have enough to. That to we take you. the Fresno's official temperature reading is we're taking oh, yeah. it at the hottest spot in Fresno every, all the time. So whatever uh-huh. our temperature reading is, it's taken at the airport, which is. Sure. Uh, um, which is obviously going to be the standard yes, uh-huh. for, I guess, most of the country is you take your official temperatures, take them at the airport. But ours is the hottest area of town is is the airport. So mm-hmm. every time our temp- our official temperature is always our the hottest representation of what our temperature is in town. And mm-hmm. I think it's a bad optics to have 
always be but presenting is that not a worse how it, temperature. It works every place. I but I I'm saying other places don't rely on how hot it is as as sort of their uh the like their identity their identity. Thank you. Right. Like so Portland doesn't that, Portland like, doesn't Las care Vegas, what the example, high is. Would never uh, take the te- take a temperature from the hottest place and use that yeah. to say like our average temperature is blah blah blah. Like it'd be like it'd be like Minneapolis taking their temperature at the coldest place in Minneapolis and having that represent because then you're like, oh shit, Minneapolis is like ten degrees. I'm never moving there. And so it's the same thing as like somebody else seeing Fresno as a hundred and five and they're like, hell with that, I'm not moving there. And really it was ninety nine degrees. Uh oh so it can fluctuate that much? Yeah, I've seen it in town be Three to three to five degrees difference. Well, and I mean, okay, and that, that sort of makes sense because here's the thing: if you're taking a temperature at uh, the airport, let's for example, where it's like a hundred percent concrete for you yeah. know several city blocks, asphalt and concrete and, and buildings, uh, or if you're at you know some place down by the river, um, yeah, you're going to get a much different uh, reading, and you would think that they would. Uh, create some kind of average is what I would think. Yeah, I would. But, I would like. Yeah, th- let's get like three readings throughout the city, and then you know make that the average. The put one at Chandler Airport, put one at Sierra Sky Park, and uh, we'll have the what our three airports. I uh, see. Safe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. I'll I'll, I'll accept this. Somebody go out to Chandler and with, see what the temperature uh, is. You know, so during so, and this is because I write uh, I write uh, weather stories now uh, mm-hmm. for the paper, um, and people have a real problem with uh, some things. And one of the things is like when you write about high temperatures, like so, people want the the way the temperature daily temperatures are 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 done. They'll do a high or a low, but for averages or whatever, they take the high mm-hmm. for the day and the low for the day. And then whatever's in the middle is like what they say the temperature is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For the, for the, like, and so if you do that, Fresno uh, has a much different look than uh, if you just are like, yeah, we had a heat wave where it was like, you know, four days of 100 plus, you know, degree heat. But, you know, that's at the hottest part of the day. Yeah. But that's like it gets down to whatever, 60 at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably not that low, but 70 or whatever. So if you start averaging in that out, then Fresno actually looks a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember this because I saw uh, it was a mug in Starbucks. Um, and it was like a Fresno mug and it had blah, blah, blah. And so it was like average temperature in Fresno. And it was, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> And it was like summer, and it was you know eighty three or eighty, but whatever it was, I don't know whatever the thing was. And uh, I was like, that cannot be the case. That cannot (laughs) be true. And so then I looked it up, and after some figuring out, was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. That is true. That is the average temperature, but it makes it look like if you were never been to Fresno before. And uh, you came here, and someone was like, yeah, average temperature is eighty three degrees. It's like. That's not, you're not being <laughs> truthful, Starbucks. You're lying to us. Lies. Um, because, yes, that's the average temperature, but it's like 40 degrees. That's in, not what people think about. You know, February, February, and then 
a hundred degrees. Yeah, but well, you gotta the majority of the rest. You gotta think that outside of the summer, Fresno's real nice. It is pretty nice, and I have to say, truthfully, so we've had some hot summer days uh, recently, and I have found myself out and about uh, doing some different things outside on uh, some of these hotter days, and I. managed to be in a spot where there was some shade and like whatever and it actually was not bad Mm -hmm. i think you could be outside so as long as you're not and we talked about this last time maybe uh as long as you're not out in the direct sun so as long as you have some kind of shade there's going to be um some cool breezes coming through and it's it is not unbearable i agree okay just got to be smart about it and we spent a lot of time gotta, on weather. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we're getting we're getting really weather heavy. And well, so I, you know, it more, is the summer, so that's kind of to me, it's more enjoyable to talk about than politics. And it's yeah. been quiet in politics anyway around town. So, yeah, who the fuck wants that? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we're pretty good here, Josh. Unless oh, you yeah? something. Is there any? Let me let me rack my brain to see if there's anything Racking, else. Rack. Cavender twins. You that, see the Cavender uh, twins? Oh man. How awesome is that? And the NIL now, the name, uh, name image, image likeness. likeness. The yep. college athletes are now allowed to get endorsement deals and allowed to. It's all it's and, it's it's opened up, man. And some people are freaking out because they're like, "Oh my god, the athletes will make more than the coaches." <laughs> yeah, the Cavender uh, twins are I'm the like, richest people well, on campus now. So let's let's really dig into that and kind of see what we're talking about because. Maybe the coaches are making way more than they need to in the first part, or <laughs> maybe the, be. you know, uh, it's ridiculous anyway. But what it made me think was, so I used to be a college athlete. I don't know if you knew this. Oh. Uh, I, was on, I was on the bowling team. Oh, Fresno State bowling team? Yeah, Fresno State nice. bowling team. Yeah, for college example, athletic. Yeah. Did you get us, did you get us, uh, are there scholarships for the bowling team? So, uh, I do believe there was. So we, it was, we were never, uh, NC2A, uh, team. Um, okay. but I do believe there were scholarships, uh, but I don't think, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they were ever like, it was mostly for the women's team, uh, for the uh, the, the biggest run of it because the women's team was better than, (laughs) uh, but the scholarships, it was all like, you know, fundraising and stuff that, that they, how they were able to do that. So it was no, like, because we weren't, we were a club team essentially. Oh, there was okay. no money coming in from right. the school to give scholarships. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So there may have been some scholarship money, but you just whatever. have to find people um, that would. But when help I was you. on the team, so look, uh, I don't. You know me. I have a, a dynamic. Man, I don't know how I want, how I say this. So I don't sound like an asshole, but <laughs> I have a dynamic personality, right? Um, and uh, I was flamboyant, let's say, when I bowled. <laughs> Uh, to the point where, like, some people, I think, other teams, uh, maybe were a little off. A little, by you know, you're, you're putting a little uh, enjoyment into it. You little yes, little yes. I I definitely enjoyed myself, and I enjoy, you know. So, um, and I feel like I missed my opportunity. Like, if if things were as they were now, you could have gotten yourself. I could. I could have been rich. I definitely. <laughs> I could have. Like, you know, gotten on bar stool. So, look, I, I wasn't very good. So, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah. I would have had to have Need gotten be better as a bowler. But I feel like there were definitely some sponsorship uh, yeah. deal. I could have been, I feel like I could have been a, a TikTok 
<laughs> that's what this whole, this whole thing just made me go yeah you didn't have if TikTok. only we had tiktok when i was if only there was tiktok when i was bowling it would be Dang. because uh, done some I, was, tricks I, and... I feel like i was made to be a tiktok bowler now yeah. i'm too old but, you would, yeah you could have um, melded with the whatever that tiktok whatever music tiktok dance trend was happening that week you would make it into a bowling thing that's exactly right i could do yes yes yeah. That's it, yes. Yeah, um, damn it. I eat a Tide Pod and then still, st- still do it. I don't know, whatever. But um, I think it's cool. I'm, I, I mean, I think, you know, it. Well, it's in some ways it's kind of scary because it's like this idea, this whole idea of like the uh, having your persona be a brand, mm-hmm. um, and that's just wild to me in a, in a lot of ways, but. I mean, you, you are the person, so you might as well own it. Um, I don't know. Do you think that's a good, a net positive or a net negative for college sports? I think it's, it's, it's ultimately a positive. I think it's probably about time because, uh, you know, the college has been able to, uh, you know, keep all the monies that gets generated by the sports uh, and they're making and by own, the, I mean, yeah, by the athletes right. and they, and the athletes get nothing for it other than the free education. That's, which is, which is good, but it's also like, that's, you know, it's kind of messed up that have you, you can essentially think of the, the colleges as a company, a business owner in a way right. and that yeah, yeah. the, their employees are just not making any money and they're just like, making money hand over fist and right so right. it's they're making millions of dollars on a single game and they're giving you know the equivalent of you know whatever um yeah and, saying, well you get a free yeah, education i which think is cool. and, and you know i've heard some athletes uh talk about this you know and really you know like about like the fact that they would be str- like struggling to to be able to do the things that they needed to yeah. do to live to Meanwhile, actually go to school you know, still they're and like super famous athletes, you know, on super famous teams or whatever. Right. You know, so I, I think, yeah, I it's, I'm, I'm curious to see how it affects like small, quote unquote, small schools like mm-hmm. Fresno state, as opposed to like, cause I can see how now USC and UCLA and Stanford and Cal Berkeley, they'll be able to like, Oh, you'll get crazy endorsement deals. If you come here, because we've got this market, this huge market, right? And, right. Uh, well, but I mean, they can't the, tout the, a huge market. The flip side but... of that is that with TikTok and uh, some of these other things, like that, that has kind of thrown some of those things out the door. Yeah, you don't because need to have, be in a me- big media two, city necessarily. Two athletes from Fresno, from Fresno, right? Who well, were like are they leading, go to like State. leading the sort of the the way on this, which is this is crazy, but. It's because if you have a dynamic personality and you have the skill and the talent and like the, you the whatever, niche you, that can they make, found. you can have a chance to do things. And then the, you um, know? I so, think Mary, so I think in some ways, America it, be, it kind of takes it, it, it kind of democratizes everything a little bit too, you know, yeah. because all you have to do is be able to create your own like fan base that then companies see as like something that that's worthwhile. Right. You know? Merrick and the yeah. brought up a good point too, is he, uh, that, 
in Fres in a place like Fresno, where there there isn't a pro sports team outside of the Grizzlies, technically, uh, you can you own the town. Fresno State, if you're on Fresno State team somewhere, oh, you yeah. own the town. So he's like yeah. point out like, like if the Carr brothers. How many- college athletes oh, the car brothers like, would have gotten gone nuts here when they were here yeah, for yeah endorsements and stuff right no i think that's 100 percent true and i already seen like fresno state baseball players are getting signed on the stuff and uh, which is cool and i like seeing i like seeing the uh you know the the lesser known sports a- athletes being able to do their own thing even though it may not be yeah, as huge lesser, as no, a like cavender baseball. Sure, it's not going to be. You can't get bigger than the Cavender twins did, but uh, you know, just like getting, uh, you know, their own version of it, and maybe it's not as much money, but it's still money. And uh, right, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's it's true. Good. It's really cool, and I, I mean, it's it's awesome that that Fresno is sort of. Um, yeah, they have them. They're out maybe there. One with, of the you know, first. So. <laughs> uh, to sign a deal in the country and then have them at times Squ- on a billboard in times square. Yeah. Yeah. That was really awesome. Crazy. I was like, yeah. Although did it say, what did it say? Uh, did it say like Fresno state? No, did have no. The- they had their Fresno state uniforms on, but you couldn't okay. really see like, if you're just some person looking at it in New York, you wouldn't be like, Oh, Fresno state. They would just, but it was, were, it yeah. wasn't that out pronounced. I think they sort of purposely maybe, uh, maybe not blocked out, but like made sure the picture wasn't like didn't they weren't they were not displaying the Fresno State logo at all. It was there right, right. if you wanted to look for it and knew it, but it was you weren't gonna see it if you didn't know. Right. Okay. So that I am kind of curious how like how much these endorsers are like, like oh we want to see you in your Fresno State uniform, or are they just like we don't want you to be in your Fresno State uniform. We right. We do don't some... care one way or another. But I guess yeah. on their sponsored post. They cannot have their Fresno State gear on. I think that's across you know all the colleges. If you're oh, doing okay. a sponsored okay. post, you can't have your uh uniform you know your college uniform on when you're doing uh-huh. a sponsored post. But when you're doing your other stuff, normal, right, right. Interesting. Well, before we go, uh, have you been? So uh, downtown Fresno is is Block Party Central now. So they're doing block parties. I think the Fresno time. Street Eats is doing Shut down uh, a block party every week out uh, out there next to Tioga, uh-huh. between Tioga Full Circle and Modernist. They're blocking off that street, and I think they're doing that every week um, from now into perpetuity, maybe. Wow. I don't know. It's something <laughs> they've been working Forever. on for a while. Um, and so they had one uh, for Art Hop. Yeah. Uh, I think they had one the week before. Or maybe Art Hop was the first one. I don't know. Anyway, they had uh, several uh, for the 4th of July weekend. Um, I have not been out yet. Have you been out? I have not been out. You have? I'm still not all into being around crowds. but And I would do it. It's outside. But um, uh, do you think, like, mentioning Art Hop, I don't think we talked about this. I feel like I talked about this on Perfect Poor. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that like how art, art needs to die. <laughs> it needs to be reset to me. It needs to get recalibrated or something. It's like it's just turned into. It looks like a big, 
you know, a block party, not art. So, like I don't. Right. So I went last is, year I before this. this up. It was kind of like a big. Not yeah. In a, at some point, because and with this exact this exact thing, because yeah. so if you look at what art hop was and and sort of what what it's become, I think we're like on the third iteration yeah. of art hop. Uh, and so, you know, when Art Hop started, it was literally, it was Art Hop and it was about the art, like, because it was, uh, there were, I think, two or three studios, art, art studios mm -hmm. downtown. There was the bus station. Um, and so this is like on Van Ness and uh, the other side of Inyo, where Bitwise is, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was uh, several... Uh, art studios in that area and they opened up um, and had sort of this kind of one day thing every month where people could come in the studio and see their their whatever and that's how it kind of started and then um, at some point I think in the 2000s is when it we kind of hit that second phase of it and mm -hmm. this is when the cultural arts district started popping off um, and like Broadway Studios yeah. was was really big, and and all the murals were going up, and there was a group of artists, you know, Reza Semi and uh, Josh Werger, Robert Amador, Jason Graham. Um, there were just there was a bunch of people. Tokyo Garden was happening at that time, you know, um, and so there was just a lot of momentum around this kind of specific area, and so Art Hop became um, it sort of grew out outside of that um initial like footprint and kind of away from the studio the studios and so this is when you know a lot of places first started like like non-art places mm -hmm. started realizing like oh we could host an art like a pop-up kind of art thing have some artists come through and we'll get a lot of foot traffic because they noticed that there was like a bunch of people at broadway studios so right. there was a bunch of people at whatever place and so they were like, oh, okay, we can we can get on onto this. Um, and so that that kind of like grew, and then I think that kind of died off a little bit. And I think Art Hop just like kind of not that it ever was really gone, but I think for a little bit of time it um, just you know was kind of had gone a little more dormant. And then a whole new group of young people, like kids, kind of came through. Um, or young, I don't want to say kids because they're they're not kids, but young people came through and they sort of reinvented it for this third time. What we're seeing now, which is what you're talking about, which is a block, which is like they'll block off a, a, a whole strip of uh, Fulton or whatever. You know, they'll do it down by Warner's Theater or they'll do it down mm -hmm, closer to Tioga. And um, it, it's more of like a block party and there might be some art there you know <laughs> you put you i mean you have artists coming through and like yeah. selling stuff yeah but you also have a bunch of crafters but it really is more about like you know uh bands and djs and it's a just, scene you know and stores you know retail retail places so like vintage um places uh you know root is 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 big uh on that and um that and all of those businesses right there in the warner's complex and so it's become a kind of different thing. And, 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 you know, it's called art hop, but where's the art? I mean, to me, it's, it's like, there. and, and, and yeah. I'm, I'm saying this having not actually been to one yeah. in, in a while. So, 
you know, in some ways. So I'm, I'm being it's, an it's asshole. It's still about there. This, you just got to like, it without really you got to dig, but, you got to dig through uh, a little bit. You got to cut through a little bit to get, to see the art. Yeah. I like, yeah. And I mean, you know. and, and I don't know. I mean, it used to be, you know, when, when there was, a, there were people that were promoting. And I mean, another part, another section of this is like, I'm not as connected to the art scene as I once was. So there very well could be, and uh, I would, pe- people can correct me, and I would happily have them correct me on, uh, you know, social media. Uh, you know, I, it, there may be a whole group of artists. I mean, I know that there are a lot of young artists who are working, and, and I, I've seen their work and stuff. But, you know, I remember when Art Hop, it used to be the artist, like, you know, really diligently working to create content and create a show and put together a show every month. And they would have a show at a different spot, or even if they were in their own studio every month, they would have new stuff up, you know, that they were doing. Um, and that, and that was what it was about. And I don't personally get the same feeling out of, um, art hop now, uh, that, that I, that I did back then. And again, who, I'm not saying I understand why that is, um, but my that's my take is that it, it, it has sort of transformed beyond the the sort of art yeah. uh, part of it. Um, and so now I wonder if it even really is as important to the artists, the art studios, blah, 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 as it once was. And if it's not more important to the other businesses, so the breweries, um, the restaurants, the retail businesses, etc., so forth. Um, and that's cool. I mean, you know, I definitely think having those kind of events downtown is there's nothing that, that that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad that they do it, and I'm the only saddened by the fact that they didn't. It didn't happen slightly earlier when I would have had more opportunity to enjoy it or whatever. But whatever. Um, because it does seem cool, and they have bands coming playing all the time, and the vibe and everything down there looks really awesome. Um, but is it art hop, like art hop, yeah. or should you know? And so, at a certain point, I'm wondering, you know, and then even, and I'm just rambling here, but uh, so art the the Fresno Arts Council for months, or for you know, they didn't the July was the first official art hop as designated by fresno arts council because they had been shut down uh by the pandemic yeah but art hop quote unquote had been happening for a while but you know yeah so i wonder if it's also grown beyond uh beyond even being what art hop was yeah so yeah I, would, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> that's I yeah. guess that's. I don't know if that was what your thoughts were. Or yeah, not. no, I and totally. I went on for a long time, so I. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent uh, was my thoughts. Like, I don't. know. It's too much of a scene for me, but like maybe I'm too old, and maybe that's just how it is now. And that's maybe it's much more fun this way to have all this around it and have you know, even though you still got to dig through that to get to the art, the art's still there, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I would, I, I miss the, I miss what it was 15 years ago, I guess. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, some of that is like, you know, I try to keep in mind that like, 
yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a young, a younger dude anymore. And so, yeah, this is what happens, right? You start the old man yelling at the clouds or whatever, you know, it's like, why can't you be like you were? Back you know? in my like, day, well, I got the two venues and they both had wine and cheese free for me. Right. What? <laughs> wine and cheese and ba- this is insane. <laughs> um, but I would say that if anyone's out there and you are an artist who is doing art, show, and I know there are some places like scraps, for example, I know, mm-hmm. um, they actually do like every, uh, and they're not a, uh, an art gallery, let's say, but they actually do uh, a pretty good job, I think, every month of bringing in new artists and having new stuff shown, or they did at least, um, you know, before the pandemic. So I know that there are places that are doing that. And, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, FTK, you know, Sam Hansen's store, they did a really cool. There, there are places doing art shows still, you know, yeah. um, outside of Art Hop. Because I know, like, uh, Sam just did the a wrestling-themed art show. Um, and that uh, Zumbi, uh, who's a tattoo artist and has a shop right next to FTK, uh, he does these theme shows all the time. He does a tiki theme show and different, you know, whatever. So there are people that are doing it, um, and, and, and they're still pushing that the art side of it. Um, and maybe it could just be I'm not as plugged in anymore. But yeah. uh, so, all right, all right. let's be That's let's enough. be done with all that. Jeez. Is it time to plug, plug it, it up. up? Plug it up. Plug it up. All right, I'll uh, let you. You can go first. Let, let's have oh. you. Uh, what you got Woo. going on? I have got going on the all, the same thing. I always got going on is the the Fresno.com. That is my Fresno centric blog i've been doing for years that's still there still gets posted to and uh, there is also a newsletter that sort of tied into it called fresno fresno and it's fresno fresno.substack.com so those two things for you fresnans those are the main things to think about but there's also the perfect pour another podcast craft beer every friday we have a new show out and there's a lot of local talk in there and so if you're wondering you know like why should i listen to it there's some fresnoing in there yeah um and and uh the uh all you all as the main host are from fresno so right (laughs) there you go we're all from fresno and now we're now we're too addicted to being not in the studio together like us, Josh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's too easy to 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 do it remotely. So now we've yet to come together and do a show together yet since the oh really? Because you're just like eh, who cares? Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm good. Well, it's easy for me because I'm at my it's at my house, but it's right. Nick and Matt but have to yeah. travel, but um, so there's that and get off my podcast. That is another podcast to do. It's about Harrison Ford with Trent. And uh, we just talk about Harrison Ford. And it's been exciting times because uh, Indiana Jones 5 is being filmed. And Harrison's hurt right now. He injured his shoulder. And I saw that. The film is mostly stopped. I think they're still doing stuff shooting around not having Harrison there. But um, So that's happening. And that's an exciting time to be listening to get off that podcast. And I have a uh, craft uh, beer drinker newsletter uh, called drinking and thinking.substack.com. That is the other thing I do. So there you go. What's the, um, 
what's the percentage drinking versus thinking? <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, I think it's pretty equal. You know, oh, it's about I think it averages out. Oh, you mean the postings? I thought you mean <laughs> me individually. Uh, no, way, it's it's mostly way. you know beer related postings, but there's the, the thinking. You know, there's a lot of uh, a contemplating, sitting with your beer on the porch and contemplating kind of vibe. That's oh, what right. Okay. That's what I'm trying to project. Like I don't know if it ever comes across right, but I'm trying to project that relax. You have, you're doing, you're relaxing with your beer next to you and you're not necessarily yeah. pounding your beer. You're just, you may, you're just doing something to relax and that beer is right. with you. You're drinking and thinking. There you go. I love it. What do you got going on, Josh? Uh, so I have my day job at the Fresno Bee, FresnoBee.com. I'll always plug that uh, just because I think there's some good stuff there, even if it's not from me specifically. Yeah. Um, I have a newsletter that I do, bandgeek.substack.com. That's a Substack newsletter every week where I do local music stuff. So it's new releases. Um, I'm trying to get uh, an, uh, like at least a few kind of upcoming events in there because I think that's something that I've seen people kind of asking for. Like, where do I go if I'm looking for yeah. music stuff? And where I saw I you look? talking I about that. Yeah, I saw like, you whatever. talking about that. that so I'm trying a, to do uh, at least a little bit of that, yeah. although, Oof, you know, boy, that, 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 that's that, one that of becomes a monster. That can just get overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so, um, anyway. So I am doing some of that, and that's at Substack. It's Band Geek with one, two, three, four E's. Band Geek. Um, and so that's every Sunday, and it's a free thing. Unless if you want to pay for it, send me a message. Let me know that you would pay for it, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll figure out a way to to make that happen. Well, they say that I can. This can go out to all creatives. Um, they say that you basically can expect five percent of your audience to pay for what you do. So, oh, yeah, okay. it, it, it depends on what you do, but it's, it's between three and 10%. And so you can okay. sort of expect uh, 5%. So if you're like, all right, can I charge for this? And then five, you know, measure it out 5% of your audience. And then is, or then you go, all right, is that worth it to. What? Yeah. Whatever I have to, to, to make happen. Maybe, maybe it will be. We'll see. Yeah. Um, thank you for that update. That's a, that's good to know. Cause I, that is one of the things I always worry. Cause like, you know, I don't mind doing stuff for free. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm part, you know, if you've got a really engaged audience, then you can get like 10%. That, like, yeah. But... I mean, you know, whatever this is stuff. I, it's all stuff that I have. It's not like I'm going out of my way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times to do this. It's like, I enjoy it. Like I love talking to people about, tell me about your album. You made, dude, this is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, you know, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, then you see other people making money and like, well, yeah, damn, you see that? Am, I doing, then you're like, am I doing this all wrong? It's tough because it, I think uh, getting, you know, the only thing I uh, involved with, you know, charging for is, is the uh, perfect poor. We have a, mm -hmm. a Patreon and I know you have a Patreon on your other podcast. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, um, it's not nearly the money It's not m enough money to make any, you know, actually profit, but, uh, correct, correct. at least pays for what you're doing. Right. right. And, uh, so I, I will say it, it, it helps you get through those, those our patrons actually bought us equipment, you know, uh, 
we actually are sound legit now because yeah. patrons gave us enough money to buy, you know, microphones and, mm-hmm. and whatever else we might need to make it sound cool. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I do have that uh, other uh, in podcasting. I have a martial arts podcast I do called Aikido Discussed. Um, and that is an, a martial arts podcast every week. Um, and you can find that if you're interested. It's pretty pretty niche specific. but um, And then various musical projects. The Strikingly Originals. The Downwinders. It'll Grow Back. Dan Ziggy Stardust. Yay. Big Balls. New Old Man. Yay. Am I missing any? I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's it. So, um, yeah. And all those are, you can find out about yeah, them. There's show links for online, many of these things whatever. we're talking so, about. That is it for me, Mike. Any other uh, parting thoughts before we are gone? Anything coming up that you're very excited about looking forward through the summer, through July, through August, into September? What's the, what's no, coming up? What's the thing? Man. What's What are you looking forward to? Not really anything other than, no. <laughs> just, Nothing. Just, you're like, just, I don't care. I'm ready for it. jumping in the done. pool, just relaxing by the pool. That's all I'm looking forward to. Okay. That's going to yeah. be the summer, relaxing by the pool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am looking forward to, and I don't know what it's going to be. So I haven't been out to see live music. And oh yeah, uh, I, yeah, I do want to see a local show. Bad since the, bad since right the pandemic, and so um, I'm trying. You know, I'm I'm taking a good look at all the calendars and kind of seeing, you know, what's coming on. Um, I actually feel bad, not bad, but there was a show at the cellar door. Um, last week or the week before um and uh i saw some people posting videos from it and i just oh man it made me like oh i should have you know i should have taken a trip up there uh down there to, to do that so um but that'll be coming you know that'll be coming up there'll be something happening you know there's a couple of shows coming up snow the product the rapper snow the product is coming to uh the Chichanti Park on the 10th of July. Um, and so that, that should be a good show. Maybe I'll get out there. I don't know. But um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to getting back into it and seeing seeing that happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess if that's it, I'll count mm-hmm. us out. We're good, man. Yeah. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Bam! 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 Bam!